Hello, welcome to our new season of the Reach Next Generation podcast. I am Grace Jeffries and I'm thinking about my future. To help me with this, I'm speaking with successful women to get an understanding of the challenges they've faced throughout their careers, how they overcame them, and what tips they for girls of my age. Today, my guest is Loretta Franks, who is currently the VP, Chief Data and Analytics Officer at Kellogg's Company. Thanks for joining me today, Loretta. Can we start by you telling us all how your career took you to the role that you now have today? Yeah, thanks for inviting me. Um, So my career has taken um, lots of different steps. So I started out with a real interest for science and maths um, at school. So I studied maths, physics and economics. Um, Didn't know what I wanted to be, didn't know where I wanted to go, but I knew that they were the things that I enjoyed. I then went on to um, study economics at Newcastle University and then ended up with my first job at Kellogg's in 2007 as a finance analyst. So started in finance, um, did a number of different finance roles for the first six, seven years of my career. Um, Then I started to have a real interest for project management and uh, transformation and trying to help change systems or processes to make things better. I really enjoyed that. Then I got um, an amazing opportunity to move into a global role, which um, opened up my chance to travel and ended up seeing lots of different places across the world um, with my role in our global business services. Um, Again, still in the finance um, area. And then more recently in the last three years, moved into the IT function and into data analytics. So um, Lots of different functions, regions and global global roles, um, but really started out as a as a finance uh, finance accountant. So when you were at school, did you know what you wanted to do or be or did that happen later in life? It definitely happened in later life. Um, I thought I wanted to be a doctor at first and, and um, that was really probably because um, my, my dad was a, a GP, but didn't have much of an interest for biology nor was I that good at it so I <laughs> I kind of parked that idea and then um just really went after what I enjoyed and and the, the rest followed but yeah didn't have an idea when I was younger no okay so you mentioned before that you went to Newcastle University but how important yeah. do you think it actually is to go to university especially with apprenticeship schemes and graduate schemes that well lots of different companies now offer to young people I think it depends what you want to get out of it I think some professions kind of need need some university degrees, um, no doubt. But I think for me, it allowed me to buy some more time, quite frankly, in terms of figuring out what I wanted to do. Um, it's a great opportunity to build independence, um, continue on academia if that's something that you're interested in. And, you know, it's also a massive privilege to have the opportunity to do it. So very aware of that. It, it worked for me. It was a fantastic experience for me. But exactly like you said I think there's lots and lots of different ways of getting experience um and again it depends whether you prefer more of the academia you prefer more of the hands-on experience but I think you know there's there's companies now fully embracing um and not requiring university degrees for lots of different careers so um very different to when I I was starting out definitely and you know not many people well well, some people, but, you know, some people don't, you know, want to go to university for like any different reasons. And also, you know, it kind of depends what career you want to take, say, like medicine, science. Exactly. You have to go to university um, to get those specific like qualifications. Yeah. But 
you know, it depends. Absolutely. Absolutely. So the world is changing so much and also very quickly. It is quite scary. I never know where I am or what time and place I am in. (laughs) But what do you think what women may look like in 10 years time? Or perhaps what do you hope it may look like? Yeah, I think I think hope hope is a big part. And, you know, doing things like this is is all trying to invest in making sure that it's a better place for women in the workplace in 10 years time than it is today. Um, My my hope and my my belief, if we continue on the same path, I think one is continuously remove the barriers. So whether that be um, policies in place for, you know, early careers for women, women that want to have children, women that are going through menopause. You know, there's a lot of different things throughout the life that women face that the more and more that we can create um, policies and environments within the workplace that allow that to not be a barrier and really actually just um, be more more integrated into the careers, I think would be brilliant. Um, I think the other thing is, how do we as women in roles and in careers be much more vocal, much more uh, visible to um, girls thinking about their career at an early stage or uh, women thinking about coming back to a career after children and, and making sure that they can believe it's possible um, and seeing people that they they aspire to be, they look up to, they can learn from, uh, they can talk to. So I, I hope it's a, a much more um, visible presence and almost less talked about right really because I think that's when you start to know that there's a real difference because it's not a thing you know um, we're not there yet definitely I mean I completely agree we're on the path to the right place it may take however however long it takes but 10 years is a fair a bit of time so hopefully there's a lot more progress than there is now in that time Absolutely. I mean, look what's happened in technology in the last 10 years. So there's hope for us and women. (laughs) So throughout your career, have there been any mentors in your life or has there been anyone that you particularly admire? Um, Yeah, I I mean, from a, I'm very lucky. I've always had um, a great sounding board with my mum and dad and my brother um, throughout my my life, really. So they've always been good influencers. good advisors, you know, providing a lot of grounding through my career. I think from a more professional mentoring perspective, um, yeah, I've always had a I've always had a mentor, whether it be an informal one or a formal one, I think they're hugely, hugely important. Um and I think I've had them both in in the workplace and also outside the workplace because I think they give different perspectives, um, different ideas um so yeah I think it's really important to talk it's important to share ideas it's important to have someone that you can be vulnerable with someone that you kind of can say I don't I don't really know what I'm doing at the minute or I'm feeling a bit uncomfortable about this how would you help me navigate it and what also I find with mentors is it allows you to give back as well so yes you might be learning from that individual but often mental relationships result in a reverse mentoring opportunity as well where you can give back so I I certainly try and be a mentor to um people myself and I've gained so much from it my um in my career yeah no I um I think mentors can be a great way to kind of share experiences as you said not only can someone mentor them but in turn you end up mentoring 
them too. Um, And, you know, you just, like, share experiences. And it's, like, a great way to um, have someone that's perhaps done things that you haven't. And just getting that extra bit of knowledge. And almost stability can be really helpful in, you know, any point of your life. So quickly i just must ask um Kellogg's <laughs> very famous for being cereal do you have a favorite cereal either supplied by kellogg's or just in particular i do i think my my always go-to has always been special k original um i'm a big fan of a bowl of special k original and i i could turn to it at most times of the day it's a okay. it's a good uh, not just breakfast, but um, I've often had it for lunch or dinner as well. Um, my other big, big favourite Kellogg product of mine is uh, Pringles salt and vinegar flavour. So mm. um, they're also um, make me happy. <laughs> so uh, something that's regularly in our cupboard. Definitely. So as part of our Reach Next Generation Summit, we look at diversity and opportunity for young girls from the black and minority communities. So do you think as a society we are seeing more quality in most areas of our lives? Well, I think I think we've got a lot more to do um as a as a broader society and certainly within the space I work in in data analytics I think both with um ethnic minorities with females with diversity of backgrounds I think um there's more that we can do there's more that we can do to open up this area as an opportunity for a career. Um so I, I you know more work to do, but I definitely am seeing um, great potential in the way, in the engagements that we're having, the conversations that we're having. It feels much more um, an open discussion and um, there's a lot more uh, active sponsors and advocates and um, ambassadors for what we want to do. So I, I think I think it's, again, going in the right direction, but um, no doubt we have absolutely more work to do, and especially, as I say, in the technology and and data analytics areas. Completely. So the theme of our summit is also mainly I can do it, and just making sure that the girls know that whatever they want to do, they can. So is there anything in your career that you thought that you couldn't do that you actually have managed to do? Oh, loads. Um, (laughs) I think sometimes that's, uh you know a, a challenge that we all face right i think um even in my job at the minute there's things that i think oh how am i going to approach that can i do it have i you know what are other people going to think are they going to think that i'm good enough for it so a lot of um the muscle that i found that i've built over my career is starting to turn some of that voice in your head into a positive you know building your own confidence building your own inner self-belief um and and looking at all of the things that you've achieved through your life you know whether it's in early in your early life it's whether it's in your later professional career just um there's so many proof points that that prove you wrong prove that voice in your head wrong that you can you know knowing that you can do it um but it's about just um confidence you know surround yourself with people that build you up and um, surround yourself with people that give you the confidence that make you believe you can uh, take on anything um and then when you get those wins make a note of them whether that be mentally or or physically write them down but remember all of the stuff that you've achieved because they're the things that you're going to have to turn back on to give you the confidence to go and face the next hurdle but it, it doesn't 
it doesn't stop, right? I think your your yeah. ability to be able to prove yourself wrong and have that confidence to get through that quicker gets better. Yeah. So if you could spend an hour just chatting to say like three people over a coffee or a tea, whatever you really want, <laughs> who do you think they would be and why? Um oh this is a tough question. So I would definitely one of them I'd definitely choose would be David Attenborough. Um yeah. I find him a fascinating individual who's achieved so much in his life. Um the experiences he's had, I, I think I could I could chat over more than just one cup of tea um around him. I also have a fascination for uh, the ocean and the natural world um and animals. And then I I think I'd have my kids at the table with us because my I've got two kids, one age six, um, who's a girl and one uh, aged eight boy. The age that they are at at the minute, they have an amazing um, freedom in terms of curiosity, asking questions, innocence. There's no um, preconceived opinions formed yet. And I think them with, with David Attenborough and a cup of tea, I think, you know, they're just <laughs> forming into it. And I, you know, obviously as well with my daughter, building her confidence and, and getting her to believe is a is a big part of my energy and where it goes. So um yeah, I love having I love having chats with them. It it grounds me and it keeps perspective in the in the big world. Of course. So do you still have any professional or personal ambitions that you wish to fulfil in the future? Um I do. I, I suppose I'm I'm someone that tends to not try to think too too far in the future because I think it becomes really overwhelming and you know you asked at the beginning did I know what I wanted to be when I was older I think it's a similar question I think if you think too far ahead it it, it can come, become scary um but I do think it's important to have goals and I do think it's important to you know have some kind of focus to, to help um my personal goal is just to be the you know um continue to enjoy um my life and and be the best mum and 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 wife and family family member that I can be um supporting my friends and family and I have a lot again a lot of enjoyment out of that and um professional goals I want to make a difference in the role that I'm in for um women in science technology and and um, maths um I I feel I'm in a privileged role now to really give back and and use my role to its fullest potential to allow people to see that it's possible and so from a professional perspective I want to really amplify that and and do more um and then from a personal professional goal you know I'm I'm just new really into the data analytics space uh, three years and you know I want to become um a really successful leader in in this area and um you know, deliver lots of value for for Kellogg's and for the organisation, and and become really a um, a good, well known leader in the industry as well in this space. So, yeah. So finally, what would you say are your non negotiables? So just the things that you really don't compromise on in both your personal and your professional life. Um. So these probably overlap. I don't think they massively change within my personal and professional life. I think the first one is um, values. So how how i you know expect people to behave and treat each other and and you know acts of kindness and i think my values are, are big and i think they're something that um 
I'd look for in others and I I hope you know I take very seriously in terms of how I treat others um friends and family are big so um yes I I'm very focused on my career and I you know I work hard at it but you know family and friends um come first and and they really are my priority and and that's something that you know as you go through your career keeping that balance right is is not easy at times but um they are kind of a second and then the third one is having some fun along the way I think it's so easy to forget it's it's good to laugh it's good to smile it's good to be a bit silly every now and again and um and I think it keeps you know it keeps perspective in a lot of things so I try and do that at work I try and do it with my team I I certainly try and do it at home so having a bit of fun and and I think it just keeps it keeps the energy going and it it keeps keeps you grounded so they would be mine well, I've really enjoyed chatting with you today, Loretta. Thank you so, so much. And I'm sure everyone listening will now be thinking about some of the choices they're about to make in their own careers and in their own futures. So Thank keep you for listening. Me. <laughs> no problem. So keep listening to the Reach Next Generation podcasts as I talk to many more brilliant women. And more details about us and our upcoming summit is at reachnextgeneration.com. Thank you to our sponsors and partners. Barclays, Domestic in General, AJ Bell, All Saints, Kellogg's, The Vita Group, and City in the Community. Yeah.